what I earn in a full year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's like the most amount of money that I've ever thought I had. I said $3,500 a month. He said, done. It's like, wow. I'm like, Just I like should have charged more, <laughs> right? Um, so that was that. And then, you know, fast forward, end of 2016, I ended up launching a course that did fairly well to my expectations and did shitty because I wanted to become a millionaire overnight with it. Um, went on the Grand Cardone TV show and like mm. everything was going good. Then lost it, had a partner at the time, um, separated. That was a whole mess. 2018 wow. comes around. And that year I was, I don't know, four grand a month maybe by the beginning of it. By September same year, I made over a million dollars. Wow. So nine months from 2018 January to 2018 September, I made a million dollars. By the end of that year, I probably made like 1.8. Wow. I was top of the world, king, you know, hoorah. Everything was great. Now 2019 comes and by the end of that year, I'm in debt for half a million dollars. <laughs> How did that happen? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the eFormula podcast. I have a really special and unique guest in the house today. I have Pena. Welcome to the podcast, man. Appreciate it, bro. Man, when we connected, I was like, I cannot wait <laughs> to get you on the podcast because I've been seeing your stories, your reels, really educational, really inspiring. And I'm like, wow, this is the type of energy we need at the eFormula podcast. Appreciate it. And then I started doing some digging and my mind is like, whoa. <laughs> so before we get started, why don't you give people like a quick rundown of like, okay, 15 year old Pena to like Pena being on stage as an entrepreneur the first time around, because you are like, you have a unique story. You had two runs at entrepreneurship. I'm excited to see yeah. a breakdown of that. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, Josue Peña, 15 years old, come from the Dominican Republic, born and raised. It's like, I don't know, my dream was to play soccer. That's it. Wow. <laughs> so that's as far as Josue Peña, 15 year old, ever thought about. I, I do knew that I didn't want to be having a normal job. That I did know because I did see my dad <clears throat> work very hard as an engineer over there. And I'm like, I don't. Like, and he will come, you know, late at night. We didn't have a lot of money. Food was on the table, a roof over my head, clothes, but like, it wasn't fancy. Like I wasn't living life, you know, or whatever. Um, and we didn't have the freedom. I remember that only once a month we will go to the movie theater. Wow. Yeah, Cause you know, there was no more money. And uh, when I was growing up as a kid, also there was one time a week I was able to drink like soda or whatever. Cause that's what all we could afford. Wow. And we didn't even have cable or like TV. Right, because there was no money for cable. So wow. during the weekends, when I went to my grandma's house, that's when I watched it. So, anyways, that's how I grew up, and I knew that I didn't want that. I didn't know how things turned out, obviously. Um, but 15-year-old Josue, all he was thinking is become a professional soccer player. That's it. Wow, epic! <laughs> and now from soccer, there's a, li a little bit of story behind it that I was able, like, fortunate to read about your transition from being obsessed with soccer yeah. because of an injury, transferring your skills 
to the social media world and that led you to start your own agency to help others, other people grow their social media platforms. Yep. So can you talk to people about what, why, why Pena is not paying soccer today? Yeah, so after working 10, 12 years over the same dream, right? Um, making it here to the United States, moving from DR to Indiana, um, and getting the chance to become a pro, because I started social media just to be able See? to get out of DR and get seen by professional teams. That was my plan. Um, it worked through an agency. Um, I got contacted. They were like, hey, what we do is we place players like you in tryouts and in teams, mm -hmm. and uh, we want to use it as a case study so you can promote us on social media. Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. And then I was excited. I said, yes, let's go. Um, at the time, I broke the left toe, the, the, the big toe of my left foot. Wow. playing soccer um i was in the peak shape of my life in preseason. i broke it obviously i can't play anymore wow so the time i used to train soccer i dedicated to social media and then a couple months passed i healed i still get the chance i'm like okay now i gotta decide what i want to do but i decided just to go and, and i didn't even know what i was going to do but make money online with instagram or whatever this thing turned out to be wow. so that's kind of how it, it just kind of almost happened like by mistake literally from from the from from dr these people saw you because you have grown your no, own account in, in indiana i was already oh, in indiana. you're already in indiana yeah. and they decided to like okay we want to have want to sign you up yeah. help you find a team but in return you get to promote us correct because exactly. you already have a huge account by then yeah yeah uh, i had i mean still today elation football on instagram has like over 100,000 followers oh, right wow. now and uh, back then it was the same um, or like, I think it was like 70,000, I, so, I can't remember. And also I had a YouTube channel uh, that was mm. a little bit smaller. So yeah, I, was, I was grinding, creating content. <laughs> wow, so. look at that. You know, from <clears throat> something that, you know, a lot of time we just don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. Sometimes something happens to you and you believe that this is the worst thing that can ever happen to me, but you can admit that that was actually a blessing. It, it was, it was, because I've, I've never broken that toe I would have never transitioned into what the business that it is today. Wow. That's, that's, that's a fact. That's epic. That's epic. You know, this channel is pretty much for entrepreneurs that are maybe trying to, you know, look after other entrepreneurial journey, entrepreneurial opportunities, yeah. or somebody that is just an aspiring entrepreneur want to start. From your transition, what was like the lessons that you have learned that facilitated your transition, or what did you learn that have facilitated your transition from being somebody obsessed with profession yeah. to becoming an entrepreneur? Well, there's a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, but I would say the main three that I've personally realized throughout the years is like you need to have a skill set. Like you need to have skill that people are willing to pay you for 100 um if you don't know what that is sales or marketing is a great place to start either learn how to run ads or learn something around marketing or learn how to freaking sell like one of those two and you'll never you know worry about not eating again so 100%. that's having a skill is number one number two is, is focusing on one specific path so i think a mistake that i did mm. um and that cost me multiple i did that mistake multiple times and in 2019 it cost me greatly um, was trying to do too many things all at once wow. and not focusing on one single thing. Um, and I see, again, 
many entrepreneurs like have like how many businesses do you have? Oh, I have ten. I'm like, bro, like that's not that's not a brag. That's like when I see that, it's like eh, I don't know about that, bro. Um, you should have like one, and that's it. Um, so it's uh, focus. It was one thing that I took me a long time to learn, and I'm still learning. Because there's always that shiny new thing that's uh, coming 100%. up, that new thing that's gonna, you know. Wow. So um, it cost me a lot. I mean, this year it cost me a lot. Crypto went, poof. right? So, Literally uh, just happened. Yeah. Yep. So that that cost me tremendously. Um, but and then the third one will be networking. So mm. that not only saved me financially throughout my story, my journey, but also literally saved my life because um, I was suicidal, depressed, and bunch wow. of shit. And um, it wasn't because of the network and the people that around me. I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have been able to like break out of that environment. So like those three things, I would say skill, focus, and your network is, in my opinion, the three things you absolutely need in order to excel at anything in life. Wow, that's powerful. And the number two really hit home for me. Focus. Mm-hmm. I read. I'm a big reader. I read yeah. a lot. Yeah, back in two, back <laughs> in two thousand. Back in two thousand. Uh, 18 or 19, I read Losing My Vir- uh, Finding My Virginity by Richard Branson. And I just developed a huge obsession about how he brands himself and the amount of company. He has over 300 companies. True. Right? And I'm like, I'm the next Richard Branson. <laughs> and I went down that lane. And when COVID came around, I was exposed in so many fronts. And I literally just almost like racked up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that number two really hit home for me. Yeah. So focus is a skill, focus and relationship networking. Yep. Correct. Powerful. Powerful. So you have an incredible, you just mentioned something in 2019, some, it, it cost you tremendously. Yeah. Can you share us a little bit about that story yeah. in 2019? Yeah, for sure. So just to back up a little bit more before that. So mm-hmm. 2016, September 13th, 2016 was my first paying client. I remember to this day. Wow. And I remember like being on a Zoom call and, or no phone call. Phone call. And then um, he wanted to hire me for consulting services for me to like express my expertise growing Instagram accounts. And he's like, I want to grow my Instagram account. How much are you going to charge me per month to have one call for me? Uh, like consulting, like one on one. I'm like, like in my brain, I'm coming from DR. I'm an engineer by degree. The max amount I've ever made per month by that time was like 300 bucks a month wow. as an engineer in DR. In my head, it's like, okay, I'm going to charge him more than what I earn in a full year. <laughs> That's it's like the most amount of money that I've ever thought in my head. I said $3,500 a month. He said, done. It's like, wow. I was like, I should have like charged more, <laughs> right? Um, so that was that. And then, you know, fast forward, end of 2016, I ended up launching a course that did fairly well to my expectations. It did shitty because I wanted to become a millionaire overnight with it. Um, went on the Grand Cardone TV show and like mm. everything was going good. Then lost it, had a partner at the time, um, separated. That was a whole mess. 2018 wow. comes around and that year I was, I don't know, four grand a month maybe by the beginning of it. By September, same year, I made over a million dollars. Wow. So nine months from 2018, January to 2018, September, I made a million dollars. By the end of that year, I probably made like 1.8. Wow. I was top of the world, king, you know, hoorah. Everything was great. Now, 2019 comes, and by the end of that year, I'm in debt for half a million dollars. <laughs> How did that happen? Just a lot of un, uneducated bad decisions. Um, I was blowing a lot of money too. 
right? Mm. So like when you're making that amount of money, you're like, you're like, I'm netting a hundred grand something cash. Come from DR, like I'm making like more than my entire family combined has ever made an entire lifetime in a month. It's like, wow. or something, it was stupid. And then so I'm like, you know, just blowing Blow it up. up. So that's one, two is uh, not focused, like I said. So one thing was working well for me, okay. which is the agency. And second, the course. And then what I did was, oh, well, let me start branching out to like this, all, all these influencer thing. And like, I started like 10 different businesses all at once or something like that. It was wow. a bad decision. And it cost me greatly because I lost focus of the main thing. I keep the main thing, the main thing. And then end of the year, over half a million dollars uh, in debt. So not even like, I, I didn't even not go to zero. zero. I went less than zero. Because to just to sustain the lifestyle alone yeah. is incredible. Incredi well, I, did, I wasn't really sustaining a lifestyle because I was, funny enough, I was still living with my parents in Indiana at the time. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, so I was still living there, um, but I was traveling all over, right? I was traveling to San Diego and Atlanta and Vegas and Miami and like- Just leaving all it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but the, even though I didn't, I have very quote unquote tiny living expenses, my lifestyle parting or whatever, like traveling wise, it was, it was a lot. Um, but I made business, bad business decisions that led me down that road. The, the bad business decision was like the main lead, lead of the whole situation. <clears throat> yeah. So, so what happened in 2019, it was a couple different things. So one, I got screwed over, uh, by a big influencer, which I'm not going to name. Um, wow. so, um, I made him a ton of money. He paid 25 G's I, from that 25 G's. I made him a ton of money, like 375 K. And then there was a contract for a year for hundred grand a month, plus a 20% profit split. Mm. So it was a huge, it was a, the biggest contract I've ever signed in my life. $1.2 million oh, yeah. plus a 20% on top Bro. of that. So it's like probably it's going to be like $2 million by the end of the year, just in that contract alone. Mm. I was like, That's I am the boss. Nobody can beat me. Whatever. That was like April. Uh, 2019 and then I started hiring a bunch of people like before the even paycheck came in and what ended up happening is The person who brought the deal took the deal and like screwed me over because I didn't have anything written in contracts. Yeah so um, Now I have this massive overhead and then I have this like I had like what was it like three influencers? That I was managing their brands for um, I had an office which I still freaking have here in Myanmar in Miami, which I getting rid of right now But I still have it Wow. Um, and the lease was on that thing. Now it's less, but it was like $7,500 a month. Wow. That's a big bill. Yeah. A big bill. So it was like, it was big bill after big bill after big bill per month, every month. Wow. So like Mark burn per month at the time was like 50 to 60 G's a month. Sheesh. Just burn a lot. Just burn. Just burn. Um, and obviously main business making more than that. So I'm like, cool, whatever. But they didn't make the main business, the main business, the main business went down. And then I would try to do all this, all this stuff and that didn't work. So that's how it ended up becoming a massive, you know, Learning problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So this is, you know, like there is only few people can come back from something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like what's the secret? Like you mentioned the three things, but besides that, do you think? <clears throat> so. The, the thing is like, for me, there is, there is no plan B. It has to work. Yeah, it has to work. And I think that's what, in my opinion, and, and I'm going to generalize Americans are weak. Yeah. They're, they're, they're for lack of a better term, pussies, 100%. like they're weak. Um, and they're complacent and 
the whole problem in LA and like New York, like with this homeless stuff, like whenever I see a man that's homeless, I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Like if I see a woman that's a widow, that's older, like that's fine. Like I'll help her. But like when you're a man, you're homeless, like, dude, like you have two hands, like go, go freaking work. Like I was working on the sun as an engineer, making 300 bucks a month. You can make more than that in McDonald's if you want to 100%. flipping burgers. Yeah. Go work. So anyways, for me, it was, there was no plan B because at the time I had a student visa. Right, that's number one. That wow. freaking nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, like, and the reason why I'm like now sharing is because I got a green card, so I'm like fine. Ooh, congrats! Yeah, so I still can <laughs> share some things because I'm still on the process. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, bro, dude. Uh, uh, it's painful, I know. So, anyways, I had a student visa, so for me, there's no plan B. It's like for me, it's like if a student, like I'm going to college too. By the way, wow. I have two master's degree and an associate's degree, apart from my engineering degree. Wow. So I'm like doing all that stuff plus working. And um, so for me, there's no alternative. Like, there's no plan B. Like, this has to work no matter what. Because uh, if not, what is my other choice? Going back to the R. I'm like, eh, I mean, if I have to go back to the R, go back to the R. Whatever. And I'll figure it out. But I prefer not to. Right? 100%. I prefer not to. Um, the United States is the greatest economy in the entire world. You have endless opportunities just because you're that. here. 100%. That's a fact. So, um, anyway, that was my turn of thought. It was like, I am not. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. You know, it. when you mentioned the idea of America, I think it's because mainly we were blessed to experience me personally came in this country in 2013. It's because we were blessed to see the alternative yeah. that we get to really appreciate it more. Yeah. Imagine like the, somebody that is just born and the parents will hold their hand and go get uh, like, what do you call it? The week or whatever they call it to get money from the government. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, yeah. That thing. Imagine, right? Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> your parents, you grew up and you see your pa parents holding your hand to go get that on a weekly basis. What do you are you gonna have in your mind growing up? Yeah. Imagine if your mom didn't get to go get that thing and you happen to ask for something, be like, hey, I didn't get to go get it. Yeah. So you learn at the early age that you have to depend on what your mom is getting. Yep. And guess what that does? There is this amazing phenomenon called condition, condition helplessness. And this is what the majority of people in America goes through. Yep, I agree. You know, make them believe that, hey, we got you covered. Just go vote us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we got you covered. And you're like, okay, I voted now. That's why you see people in the street complaining. Have you ever went out to complain that gas price is high? What's <laughs> funny, the, in DR, the gas prices are like, have always been higher than the United States. And there's pesos, Dominican pesos, not dollars. Wow. So gas in DR was higher than the United States in pesos, in, in like the conversion to dollars. So it was like, when I was living there, it was like $250 a gallon, pesos a gallon, pesos. which at the time was like six, $7. Wow. A gallon. The highest we ever saw here was like five bucks. Five bucks, right. So it's, it's like, <laughs> I lived, I, you know, so it's like, whatever. It's literally conditioned helplessness. <clears throat> yeah. Because when you, like when they tell you, hey, this is expensive, five dollars expensive, and in your mind, five dollars expensive, that's it. Yeah. That's just a, a train of thought, and that's like... I, I would say we are truly, truly blessed, and I, like, I don't take this for granted for a second having the mindset and the clarity to be able to see things in a certain way. Yeah. So unfair. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't know. 
it's like I am the only person that I know from Dominican Republic that's been able to like break from from where I was born. Um, but I feel like I was always like the odd guy. I'm, I'm an only child that, you know, grew up alone, whatever. I did have friends and cousins and everything um, in the R, but I, for whatever reason, my entire time, I didn't want what I saw in the R, like ever. Um, and looking back, like even today, my friends over there, they're still in the same spot. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want. A hundred percent. But <clears throat> I do know that some of them don't want that. But at the same time, they don't want to work. I'm like, bro, like I had to <laughs> uh, immigrate from DR after I was an engineer and go to college as an associate. So that's like, like, like bachelor's degree, engineer, electrical engineer, associates. So like wow. I, went, I, I went backwards technically just so I can get in this country legally, <laughs> right? Um, there was multiple ways of doing it. I did it legally. Um, and that's what I did. And I had to, I was in college since what, 22? When I was 22, um, I'm 30 now. So wow. eight, eight years. Eight years. You I've still been, in? No, I got the green card in July. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I'm like, peace. No, I, I so came, no. I came uh, in a country with a student visa as well. So yeah. I'm not going to share anything about that <laughs> beyond that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I've been in college eight years. Think about that. No, yeah. or more. Like since I was 17. I've been in college 13 years. Wow. It's like... But it was simply because I I was not willing to give up on on what I had. A hundred percent, the dream of being in this country. You yeah. know, you remember the incidents that happened in Afghanistan. You see people holding oh, an yeah. airplane. Think about the thought that someone has to develop to hold an airplane to come to a country. Yeah, that's that that's like like I'm blessed that I was born in the art. That's like there's people that have it like way worse. Right. So, and when you think about somebody currently in this country, and they're not appreciating the country and complaining about <clears throat> every single thing that is happening, yeah, it's like stop complaining and try start finding trying to find solutions. Yep. And see how that happen. How like how would it would go, you know? So this is interesting. So no going back, and that's like a big statement in the commitment side of things. Yeah, you, you Tony know. Robbins calls it burn the boats. Burn, the, burn boats. the boats. 100%. I love that. I love that, that mentality. It's like move. I have a friend called Ricky, Ricky Mateka. I don't know, maybe you have heard of him. No. He's like, keep it moving. Even yeah. if the wheels are off, just keep it moving. Yeah. You know, and that's the mindset pretty much because without consistency, only few things can realize itself. Exactly. You know? So, okay. yeah, that's really interesting. And now you run online CEOs. Yeah. After the first bottleneck, when you had to like restart all over again. Oh, before we get there to online CEOs, you were still living at your parents' house. Yeah. Did, what was the hardest thing to deal with when the whole thing happened? So, um, in 2019, April, right, um, was when I got the contract. I was super hyped. I was still in, in living at my parents' house. In May, I moved to Miami. I mm. used to live in Davie. So, um, and then everything went downhill from there. So at least you moved out and then pff, everything came crumbling down. Um, that was hard for sure. Um, but I mean, in Indiana, there's nothing there. It's like there's corn, there is an empty field and there's, I don't know, nobody. So it's like, it was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so there's literally nothing in Indiana. Um, but it did give me, one thing Indiana did give me was, since there's nothing to do, 
the only thing you can do is sit in front of your computer and freaking work. Mm. So that was a blessing that I see today looking backwards. Um, because if I, if I would have lived in Miami Never from the Miami. beginning, I would have a, a lot of <laughs> yeah, I would have partied way too much and not done anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was 20. So I moved to the States end of 2014, December 2014. And then I moved to Miami to May 2019. May 2019. <clears throat> you lived in, so. in, in, in Indiana for five years. And then when you moved here, things started happening. Everything you know, was south. You know, one of uh, like natural thing that's gonna happen when you are here. There's people. A lot of people is gonna be around you. Yeah. Some of them are good people with good intention, but some of them are just there because of the title that you have yeah. and whatever you have. What happened? Did you experience any of these type of situation when <clears throat> things went downhill? Yeah. Did you have people leave your life? Oh yeah. So, so, I mean, I didn't know anybody in Miami either. It's like, I knew a couple of friends that I'm still friends today. They're the solid people, but I didn't really like have a solid network in Miami because I, you know, I didn't live here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but a hundred percent, like, I mean, as I was going through everything, nobody knew what I was going through. Like nobody ever. Like this is the first, like recently is the first time I've shared the stuff um, after years because throughout the entire time, like nobody knew what was happening. Wow. Like ever. I mean, I, in 2019, I ended up working in a gas station too. So 2019 <sighs> to 2020, working at a gas station. Nobody knew what was actually happening because literally what I was doing is from 5.30 to like 3 p.m., cashier standing up in the gas station working. Wow. Then from 3 to 6 or I don't know, 3 to 9, another eight hours, I would work or try to work because, I mean, you're drained by that point and then go back home and then college. <laughs> wow, that's like a three shift in one. Yeah, so and then college, homework, whatever. So I will have to do that and then the next day the same thing. Wow. So, but again, nobody knew that because I wasn't gonna publicly say it on social media. Um, but there's a few people that knew and they, they realized like something was off and they started like bashing me and hating. Like there's, there's posts even on like at the time People will go wow. and uh, to the gas station and they would like take pictures and videos of me and like, how is this guy running? Like, how is this guy claiming and how this like two comic club award that he made last year? How is he there? And then it, and a cashier doesn't make sense. And I get it, you know, but at the same time, I will never hate on anybody 100%. or put them down because of that. Right. But they were, they were bashing me, hating, like it was all over internet, Instagram, everything. Wow. Um, but they never knew what was actually going on. Right. That, that whole process um, was tough, like super, super tough. Um, my face broke like insane acne uh, from the stress and everything else. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a very tough time. Crazy. Like, you know, physically, physical, you know, ch like challenges. We, you know, as strong men, we can deal with it to a certain yeah. extent. Right. But emotion, there is no boundaries. Yeah, dude. And, and then, <laughs> so there's, there's a saying in, in, in Spanish that when the tree is down, that's when you freaking stomp it or whatever. I don't even know the direct translation. Point is that when you're down, typically shit goes wrong. Like more shit goes wrong. So at the time, also my uncle passed away. Wow. So it's, it's been like literally the day before Thanksgiving as I was flying to New Jersey to see him. My family lives in New Jersey. Whew. So, um, yeah, that happened. 
couple months later, COVID happens. Wow. And I was working at a gas station, by the way, still through COVID. Um, and then a couple months later, my grandfather passed away in DR. I can't travel because COVID. And then a week later, my fiance at the time dumps me. <laughs> wow. So it's like, it was like back to back to back to back to back. He, so when, it, when I see people here, like, like, for example, I heard the other day, it's like, oh, my credit card is maxed out. You have been like, really? Like, seriously, that's, that's your main problem right now. Your credit card is maxed out and you can't run ads on Facebook. Like, <laughs> or, or whatever, right? So it's like, it's, like, it's, it's so, like, idiotic. The, the problems people face today and age when they're trying to build a business where they have no idea what other people have gone through. And, like, I had it good compared to other people. A hundred percent. I had it good, 100%. right? But um, whenever you complain, it doesn't help you at all, period. So true. Just look at the mindset of you yeah. saying that you had it good. Yeah, I mean, right? I, say, I said it's, today, during the time I was not saying I had it good. A hundred percent. But like there is some, some of that mindset that have helped you go through it as well. Yeah. Your girlfriend dumped them. I, I think, um, and you and you read hear this a lot from like the most successful people like ever like being grateful for what you have it's extremely important yeah. it's like if you're able to write th even three things that you're grateful every single day try to make it different it will make a difference in your life chemically in your brain where you see and how you see the world prospectively like for example the dominican republic like haiti is right next to it Haiti's like like dr it's heaven Compared to it. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I know that is because when the earthquake happened, my dad uh, with the church was very involved, like missions mm. and delivering food. And, and, and I saw like fucked up shit over there wow. and, and knew a, a lot of stuff. Like, I'm not going to get into politics, but for King, like Hilton, like that party, it's, they did very fucked up shit in Haiti. Wow. Anyways, I saw a lot of stuff and I realized like, oh no, like we actually have a <laughs> very good NDR, like super good compared to their mm. entire system that they have. And obviously like it's about perspective. Like 100%. I said, it's like there's always somebody who has it worse than you. So like I'm not saying to stay complacent when you are. Just stop bitching. Yep. A hundred percent. Stop like complaining. That. That's stop really just stop nice complaining contrast. get to work and, and and you know if you want something in life just work for it. It's like that's that's reality. That's it. A hundred percent. You know so you you rose up from the ashes <laughs> and you got back to the top today with online CEOs. <laughs> You work with a lot of the big, biggest name in the space, like the Alex Beckers of the world. Is the second business have a lot of similarity to the first one or you just rebuild it? It's the same. It's the same one. Same one. So here's, here's something interesting. In 2016, I came up with the name Digital CEOs. Digital CEOs. Um, the dot-com wasn't available, I bought the dot-co. By May of 2017, so almost a year later, mm -hmm. I realized somebody else has a trademark. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're not using it though. Um, but I had a lawyer at the time like, do you really want to go to court when you have a student visa? <laughs> nah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. He's um, smart. So I was like, all right, we're going to go from digital to online. So that's when I rebranded mm. to onlinecos.com um, that, that we have today. So it's, it's been the same business. Like That's like the whole point of like one skill, one focus, like just being the best at it. Um, and today, and then the third piece, networking, right? So <clears throat> the only reason why I was able to come up from all the stuff that happened is because I have a good reputation with the big dogs, mm. right? The Alex Becker of the world, the Alex Ramosi of the world, the Russell Brunson, like the big dogs that I know, one text, like, boom, I can get 
On the worst case scenario, a sales rep job. I'll make 10% commission on whatever else I sell. Today, obviously, I have a sales skill set, and I'll, I pretty much know for sure that for the rest of my life, on the worst case scenario, I'll make forty dollars to $50,000 a month selling. That's, and I'm good, right? So when you have that level of confidence and skill set, then you can pretty much do whatever you want. Right? So, but obviously, it took time to build and, and stuff like that. Um, that's like why it's like so important. Those three things that I said is like skill, focus, and networking, because those three things, if you do them right, can literally Set like be the, the foundation upon you build the rest of your life successfully, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, and and then I would say like something like completely side like side note. The one thing that I say took me out of like depression and suicidal like networking, right? But also like working out. I remember. The day mm. that my grandfather passed away, a week later, my fiance dubs me. I'm like, like, like literally, so I will jump off a bridge, like that kind of mentality. I'm like, what's the point of living? Like, what's the point of, like, that was my mentality. Like, very fucked up. I had to go to a psychiatrist. It was like, medication, everything. Wow. But the one thing that took me was like, my network, um, there was a few friends that moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. And then I remember them telling me, like, it was like 2 a.m. He called me to my phone because he wouldn't know he was, what I was going through. He called me to my phone. And then he told me, go run, sprint. I'm like, no, bro, like I'm tired. Like, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, just, just crying in bed, super depressed. And like, he's like, no, go fucking sprint right now. I'm like, bro, it's 2 a.m. Where am I going to sprint? I'm like, I don't know, on the street, sprint. I'm like, you're going to feel better. I promise you. And I did that and it it obviously worked because like you release endorphins, like, you know, there's a bunch of chemical reactions in your body that you like, there's a bunch of stuff. So like you're feeling stressed, go to the gym. Like 100%. go work out super hard, right? So that helped. And then second is they moved to Porsche Tower, right? Mm. In, in in Sunny House, right? So I remember I told you I went yep, from yep. Navy to Sunny House. Back then, it was July 2020. July I'm making, 2020. I don't even know, cashier, cashier salary. I don't salary. even know how much it is. It's like nothing, right? Or very tiny. But I've managed to save up $15,000 between like business and like whatever. Like I managed to save up 15 grand. That was everything that I had, right? Um, they moved to Port Sour, they have one bedroom, and they say, you should come live with us. I'm living in a closet in Davy, like literally a closet. Like it was a friend's family, the, the only spare room, super tiny, like probably like this big, like from this, like right here, like there was only one bed that fit. That was, wow. that was where I was living. Um, and it's like, okay, screw it. I go there and they're like, rent is gonna be five grand a month. I'm like, bro, I thought you were gonna help me, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but no, I'm glad that they did that because it was tough love. It wasn't what I needed, right? Mm-hmm. So then, like, um, rent is five grand a month plus utilities, appliance, whatever. It's going to be like six to seven grand. So I have two months and a half to figure this shit out. Wow. That's it. Again, no turning back. Burning no turning the boats. Back. Like, that's, that, it's, I feel like it's always been my story, right? So um, July 2020, by, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start paying August 1st. So August August 1st was my first month. September um, was my second month. By the end of September, I better, have, I better have made some money, right? But obviously by that point, I already had skill sets. My name was known. I, I, known. I was, my personal brand was pretty strong, et cetera. So um, it took me less than 30 days to build the business back up to 80 grand, 89 grand a month. So wow. August, we did 89K. September, we did like another 80. So like by the end of the year, we were doing back to like 189K-ish. I'm still in debt, by the way. Um, oh. But we're building. Building back up. Yeah, building back up. 
And then um, January comes, I think January went a little bit down, it was like 89K. And then February was like 220, 250. And then it was like 210. Like it just, it just grew very quickly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what happened. But going back to my main point is the three things, skill, focus, and networking. Without those three things, I will literally be, not be here today. It's like my networking, my network, my relationships took me out of the place that I was, that I was depressed, suicidal. And that not only helped me, me personally, but also business, right? Because I changed my environment. It's Porsche Tower. I don't yeah. know if you've been there. It's insane. I've it's like never the most, been there. I've never been there. It's freaking elevator car parks in your freaking. Yeah, your freaking like elevator. I drove by it and I heard yeah. a lot of stories. It's, about a, it's it. a freaking car elevator in your apartment. It's like Sick. it's like 29th floor. That was ours, and it was insane. It's like the most luxurious building I've ever I've ever been. Wow. Um, and that's where I was living. So it's like think 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 about this. I went from cashier one month ago to now living in one of the most luxurious buildings in entire Miami with Maluma, Anuel, celebrities being my neighbors. Messi had the apartment literally like up, uh, like right above us. So it's like, that's the kind of level of person and people that's right there in this building. Um, so you go from cashier to that, obviously like, the there's mindset. two ways you can see that. You can like either fail like miserably or that motivates you and pushes yeah, you. Probably. So changing the environment, I think is important. But that would have never been possible if I didn't build like for uh, what was it? Four years, four years. 2016 to 2020, build and planted for four years, good relationships, build my skill set, get my personal brand known. And then by that point, then things were ready to be reaped, if that makes sense. Wow. You know, it's like there is this saying that change your place and you change your, your luck. Yeah. Kind you of, change your, kind your of you went from New York to Miami. A hundred percent. I came to Miami and they just coming to Miami, you know, meet a relationship, a whole old partner, yeah. like literally the person that I bought my first course from. Wow. So everything that I was doing is like, well, we are launching something new. And with your website design, Empire, I think you can really, really help us a lot. And I became a partner in the same course that I, I bought in 2016 to start my journey. Wow, that's awesome. I you love know, it. So because, of, because I came to Miami. If I didn't come to Miami, none of that would have happened. So yeah. change your place and change your luck. It's something really powerful. And another thing is just the confidence that these people have in you, right? Like you was in a position where you're like, okay, you are in Davy, right? You're full, you're working in the gas station school and that's it. Yeah. And then like leave the gas station work. And you see one of the things that you did that not many people would do is that Oh, I cannot afford to leave my job. Literally, what's stopping a lot of people from becoming <laughs> entrepreneurs is yeah. that they don't want to leave what they have. So it's like if you have a quarter, two quarters in your hands, and you let them go, you're not going to be able to hold a dollar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think at that time, I, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I wouldn't recommend people doing that way. No, no. Because um, it was a lot. I mean, if, yeah, if you have responsibilities and families, do not do that. No, but I, I would recommend for most people to save up, right? Um, and if you want to be an entrepreneur, because it's not easy, like it's not glamorous, not fancy. It's like, it's, 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 you're eating shit for like five years and then you're going to come, like you're making less than minimum wage for like a long time and then you're going to come up, up top. And then it was gonna be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did it overnight. That's <laughs> right. Um, but what, I, what happened then, it was a calculated decision. So I'm, again, I'm an engineer. 100%. Even though I never wanted to be an engineer. Uh, but I'm an engineer, my, that's how my brain works. And 
what I did was like, all right, 15 grand is, is nothing. It's like, might as well have zero. Yeah. Like $15,000, that, that's nothing. Like it's, it's actually nothing. Um, and especially me being with the mentality of making a hundred grand just two years ago by yeah. that point, I'm like, this is like nothing. Like I was making this a day. Yeah. Right. So that was one thing. It's like, realize that whatever amount of money you have is nothing. Right. It's just paper. So I'm like, right. It's 15 grand. It's whatever. It's like, it's nothing. So there's going to happen two things. I can stay where I'm at. And in six months, those 15 grand are going to be depleted. Right. Or I can just burn it, burn in, it. in two months. Right. Then figure it and, out. and figure it out. It's like worst case scenario, I'll be happy for two months. I'll have an amazing view. I'll have an amazing house. I'll walk on the beach. I'll worst case scenario, two months. The gas station's not going anywhere. I can come back, whatever, right? So that was my train of thought. It was like two months versus six to eight months, same amount of 15 grand. They're leaving your bank account no matter what you do. Either eight months or two months. Two months, yep. You decide which one you want. I decided obviously for two months because I was like, okay, I can take the two months, build everything back up. I'm going to be in a different environment. I know what to do because I knew what to do. I just needed to get out of the like the, 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 the structure, yeah. the, the box that I was in. Um, and that's what I did. And it worked, right? But I would not recommend that for everybody. Yeah. It's like, if, if, especially if you're a pussy, especially yeah. if you complain a lot. If, you, if you're complaining right now, <laughs> just stay there. you can stay in stay your living, like yeah. flipping burgers and, and, and McDonald's. If, if you want more out of life, then I would 100% recommend taking a course to learn a skill, like yeah. some sort of skill in marketing or sales, like I said, and building your stuff up. If you do want to have great success, build your personal brand. Like that's what I recommend. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I did. Powerful. <laughs> so when you went back there and I remember you said we, we a couple of times, like we did six, $86,000. Yeah. So I had a did team. You, okay. You was able to put the team back together so, or you never let them go. I never let it go. So, um, wow. and, and maybe, maybe like that's a flaw in me. I don't know. Um, but when, Again, remember, like 2018, and it wasn't a big team. It was like maybe three people or four people. Most of them overseas too. Um, so 2018, we did a million something, right? Mm -hmm. And then 2019 comes, everything lost, right? I did have a bigger team, employees, whatever. I had to let go of most of the Americans. Again, going back to my point, most Americans are weak. Yeah. Like they're, they're, <laughs> they're just are. Um, and they don't work hard. They, they're entitled. They're, they're just bad. They don't appreciate opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways. So that's 2019, 2010 it comes, the people that are with me then are like ride or die. It's like, I don't want to let them go. So like, I and my, I mean, at the time, my salary was like 15 grand a month. The business is like making like 15 grand a month. So it's like even out, know. but obviously I'm working my butt off and doing those, like doing everything. Um, so what was, <laughs> this is funny. Um, what was happening a lot was that, let's just say for example, back then, you could sell verifications or PR or PR, this, yeah. yeah, different things like that. So what I would do, because obviously I have a good network, I will sell it to you, right, for let's just say 30K, right? And we're like, oh, okay, 30K, great. Again, remember, I have a freaking lease at seven grand. I have this thing that I can't get out of, like all this shit. It's like, okay, great. This month I'm safe. So we started the process to get the verification because I was in all intention getting it, right? Mm -hmm. Profit on that was like maybe like 15, for okay. example, half, right? Okay, cool. So my take home 15, that take home is to pay lease and employees and everybody else, right? That's month 
let's just say month one. Month, month one. Let's just say it takes you three months to get it. By month three, you have a clause in your contract that you get a refund if the verification doesn't come through. Wow. So month three comes, you're like, yo, Josue, where's my verification? Obviously, I'm a man of my word. Yep. And I need to give you a refund. <laughs> what do I do? Well, fuck, I got to go sell this oh, thing again. Oh I got to go sell thing again to then give you a refund. And that's how literally how it happened. So here's a funny thing. Um, I don't know if you heard Hermosi's story. It's that's kind of the same thing that yeah, happened yeah. to him with the gyms and with all that gym, stuff. Yeah. It's like refunds, you had to sell another one to get like that's how literally I was too back in 2020 because I had no control over the services that I was selling. Right? Mm, you yeah. can get approved or disapproved on verification. I have zero control over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I had to change the business model and I changed it multiple times. But a lot of times was that like I have zero control on the delivery of the product and service that I just sold you on. And you're giving me a refund. And I got to give you a refund because I got to keep my name intact because mm -hmm. that's the only thing 100%. I have. Right? But now, how the hell, what do I have to get that money? Like, I have, the money is gone. Like, you it's gone. You it have to figure it out. I have to oh. go and sell us something again. Wow. So, during that time, I was selling, like, super high ticket, right? But that built the skill set of sales and selling high ticket and being comfortable asking for 30 grand or 40 grand or 50 grand or whatever. Today, the, the most expensive thing we sell is 90. Wow. Right, so um, it just built that, but that was like during that time, it was it was tough it building was, it, was it up. From, can you disclose a little bit about the 90? What the, does somebody get with yeah, 90? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, we do everything. So, now, like, we have a bigger team, uh -huh. we improved everything. So, like, we do everything from like the offer creation to the copywriting to every single little tiny step in the entire funnel the tech, the CRM, the integrations, like the whole shabam. They're running the ads on multiple platforms. So that 90K includes absolutely everything. Wow, um, gotcha, of, gotcha. And obviously the content creation, the editing, like like this is gonna be sent over to yeah. to my team to chop it up together and put it like all the content on Instagram, like I don't do anything. Like I I, I show up once every two months or once a month for like a couple hours and they just chop it all together and then that's it. Beautiful. That's the beauty of a team. You know, yeah. when when the old COVID thing happened, I lost pretty much almost close to everything I had to yeah. during COVID. And one of my pride items, when you said maybe it was a mistake from your end, was my team. I yeah. did not let not even one person yeah, on the team. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a flaw, maybe. It's yeah, like... but I, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Because what happened is that that gives you your identity. True. It's like who you are. You are somebody that these people have made a commitment. One of my, my managers pulled his brother from another company to come and put him in the company. Right, so when something like that happened, yeah. he like, he just got a kid, he has his wife, his brother works in the company. There's people that you cannot fail. And what happened is your purpose become bigger than yourself. And when yeah. that is the case, mysteries happen, yeah. miracles happen. Yeah, I agree. And that's the reason why I say like, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Nope. It's like, you have to, like I said, we went to eat shit for a very long time. If you want to make good money, don't become an entrepreneur. Like, like overnight. I would say overnight. There's, there's very good money. Um, but I would say just build a skill set. It's like sales, marketing. That's a very easy thing. Or just become, like, promote somebody else, like an ambassador. Like, you know, you make so much money just doing that. That, that you don't have to deal with the headaches of customer service or support or build a team or none of that. You just 100%. do your, you know, your thing and that's it. Um, so that, that's what I would recommend if I was if I was starting from zero I, and I knew what I do now, I would not do what I do. Like, you, zero, like you seriously. Start with just sales, build. I would I would one hundred percent start with either being a closer, 
or or setter like the a dm closer just chatting right because believe it or not i'm an introvert like like yeah wow. i'm an only child like yeah I'm, a, I'm an introvert so i'll probably start like dm like dm closing or dm sales then maybe transition to a closer position um and as i'm doing that build my personal brand because i know the power in building a personal brand um and and building that because it, it opens so many doors so many opportunities so like that's what i would do with those two things and then um yeah or trading it's like <laughs> trading yeah it's yeah. like you deal with your employees and you just trade and you just you, make money you just close yourself in a room and just look yeah. at sharks out there yeah yeah actually so, was uh, <laughs> I, I want you to finish your talk I was actually at an event recently with Cody. He put an event together, invited yeah, yeah. me, and I went. And I saw a couple of traders, Cubanks and the other one called Drizzy. And ever since that event, I've developed a crazy obsession about trading. <laughs> like, I just look at the sharks. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I actually just finished reading a book about it as well. Is you know, we are smart. Like, we claim to be like, okay, when, you, when somebody mentioned your name, you're like, oh, I figured things out. I make things happen yeah right but that's not the case in the market you can be as smart and as resilient as possible but you get in you get whipsawed and you're like oh, I, know. Smart. I know you know well that's a, a skill that is required i just wanted to bring that yeah. up yeah i agree it's like the grass is always greener on the other side 100%. obviously yeah but like for example today i'm taking advantage of the trading not being a trader myself but like one of the partner clients i think uh, his name is chris uh stefano he's Awesome. He'll make like 200 grand a day from, from trading. Like super dope. Who is Chris? Chris DiStefano. Um, he, he, he knows QBanks and like all those guys. Too. Oh, maybe I know. So super cool dude. Like sharp. Like as a sort of like super, 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 super awesome. He'll make 200 grand a day from a trade. I'm like, wow. bro, that's insane. Um, anyways, so like he has something where it's like um, you basically just plug in to him. He trades and then automatically trades on your account. So it's a copy. It's copy trading. Oh, which wow. is awesome because oh, like i don't have to learn trading i can just yeah <laughs> obviously he, he gets a profit share from whatever profits he makes but it's great so but if, if i was starting from zero i would like 100 learn sales and marketing like that's a fundamental skill set that you need to have for anything build your personal brand and then probably just do trading but i would not do all of them at the same time just focus like focus, focus. on one thing yeah focus on exactly. it. i've learned that in 2020 and it's yeah. like the best lesson i've ever learned yeah you know and Bro, this is epic, man. We can <laughs> go on for forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing that I, you know, I wanted to tap, touch on as well, you know, I mentioned books throughout. Did you, in your beginning, happen to read a lot of books or a few books that you feel like have contributed a lot to what you have become? Yeah, so um, what I would say, um, for me, is more courses than courses. anything. Gotcha. Um, but books specifically, I would say Dotcom Secrets and Expert Secrets from Russell Brunson Russell are Brunson. like the Bible, like to me. Like wow. that. And then uh, Hormozzi's book, $100 million offers. I just gave that, that away. Yeah, that, that, that book is very, very good. Um, so, but like for me, it's, it's mainly courses. I, I like, like I'll buy a course, consume it, like just binge watch it, and then go backwards and then start implementing little by little. Because um, you don't learn it the first time you watch something. You don't learn it the um, first time. Same thing as a book. It's like you need to like read the book multiple times. So for me, I'm more of a visual learner. Um, so courses for me work better than books. But uh, Dotcom Secrets and Expert Secrets, I would say, um, were the Dotcom Secrets in 2016, I think it was 2016, 2017, yeah, and then Expert Secrets when it came out. 
those two books um, helped me tremendously in business, like wow. insanely. I gotta check them out. I haven't read read them. Every yeah. time somebody mentioned a book that I haven't read, I was like, oh, "What are yeah. you doing?" You know? <laughs> yeah, they're they're great books. Um, they before Hermosi's a hundred million dollar offer, I would say those were the two books, like number one. Now it depends, like the stage you're at. A hundred million dollar offers, I think, is a great book to start with too, because it, it helps you build like your offer. Yeah, literally, I was in a flight to LA and I just downloaded it. By the time I landed in LA, I finished it. Yeah. And my flight back, as soon as I got, I was, I was crafting my offer. I got in and put up that, like literally a four page, uh, like four, four structure offer with like freebies and a different way to express freebies that yeah. he mentioned in the book. Put, put, put it up, just so, like clap work. That's yeah. really epic. I just gave it away a couple of days ago to one of my guests. <laughs> so I do something for the longest period of time. My book has always been like my prized possession. If somebody want a book that I'm reading, it's like I can send you one in from Amazon or whatnot, but you cannot touch my books, <laughs> you know? But since I started the podcast, I decided to give every single guest that come on the podcast access to my library to, book, to pick a book of their choice. Oh, wow. So you have access to each and every single one of these, you have more on this side and you have more on this side. <laughs> Dig in and pick up the one that connect with you the most. I have. Let's see. Yeah. There's a lot. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> the power of one more. Yeah, but Edmolet. Yeah. Interesting. Uh <clears throat> The paradox of the choice kicks in. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so here's here's something interesting uh -huh. regarding choice. Um, there's a dichotomy that after a certain amount of options that you give somebody, it diminishes like the the that you being able to make the right decision and the happiness that you have by making that decision. <laughs> Which so is very good. interesting. So good. I think Mark Mason also mentioned it in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He mentioned something. There's freedom and commitment. Yeah. It is. What yeah. is that paradox? Of like yeah. Freedom and commitment? That sounds like a little restricting. I'm interested yeah. to see what you're going to say, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think so, too. It's like focus. Same yeah. Thing. It's 100%. Like, like, like anything. Like, like here's something interesting. Focus on business, you make the business grow. You focus on one woman, one relationship, you that relationship flourish. Like you focus on one thing in that one area. It grows, right? A hundred percent. So that's um, epic. And about the less satisfied that you become, you mentioned, imagine you, you travel to 50 countries, yeah. right? And you visit the 50 countries and now you have to live in one country. Yeah. It's like you automatically <laughs> are going to get less satisfied with the option that you choose because you know of all the other options you're automatically forfeiting. Yeah. Yeah, you're making, there's way too many options. <laughs> Here's a perfect example of way too many options. <laughs> way too to, many options. Let me bring them close to you. No, I'm reading it from here. You're reading it from yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's way too many. I trust me, everybody, everybody goes through that. Bro. Everybody goes through that. Uh, losing my edge. Story. Okay, so I'll probably go mm -hmm. with Ed Milet. Ed Milet, yeah. powerful one. He's a, he's a G. I respect him a lot and look up to him. Like he's super solid dude. You so. know the concept of one more. He mentioned about his uh, his dad story in there. Really, really powerful. Really powerful. 
you mentioned about is that quitting addiction, mm. right? And it's like, I'm, not just, I'm just not gonna do it today, do it tomorrow. Yeah. Do the things that you will be proud of today and the things that you will not tomorrow, right? Yeah. So if we can keep that thing that you, like quitting, right? You don't wanna quit, why don't you do that to, tomorrow yeah. and do something else today? Yeah, I mean, like I quit my soccer dream. Yeah. So, because you have something else that exactly so i think it's just that we always have the trade-off of what we want the most versus yeah. what we have today and we just have to make that trade-off 100%. consistently and right and right because like anything it's like if you want a six-pack stop eating mcdonald's every day 100%. it's like if you want like financial freedom or whatever stop working going to miami and spending it in bottles in the club 100%. right if you want to have make more money in your career Go freaking learn a skill set that makes you more money. Makes you more money, literally. Right? And, but the one thing, don't complain. You can either complain or make money. You want. Yeah. But you can't make both. So you know, <laughs> it's it's funny. Like people see, I work out. I made a commitment. I read uh, Robin Sharma, Five A.M. Club, a phenomenal book, and I decided to like commit to work out every single day of my life. And today, I think I'm like 550 wow. since then, every day. Doesn't matter, even if it's 20 minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, you just have to clock it in. And people ask me, it's like, oh, you love working? I was like, no, I, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. But uh, I know that what I'm going to get if I don't work out, I'll be, I, would not, I, would, I would not like the outcome that I'm going to get if I don't do yep. what I don't like today. Exactly. Right? Because I believe there's, peop like, there's people at 50 in a retirement home because the legs are shot. Yep. I always tell that to everybody, imagine. And they was not born like that. No. They just snaked up on them and they can mess around and live another 45 years. Die at 95 and spend half the lifetime in a retirement home. That's the thought that is in my mind consistently. Yeah, that's true. Cannot afford not to. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like my grandparents, like my grandfather was like 95. Wow. And he was like, doing everything so that's i agree with you it's like sacrifice the little unpleasant thing that you have today for what you actually want it's like well, the, the sacrifice you need to, the trade-off you need to make a hundred percent i think we're gonna wrap it up here yes sir pena thank you for coming this is really really amazing i think we covered a lot of things in just a short period of time if you're watching the youtube version and you're on the go you can listen to the podcast version of it as well Share this to anybody you think would benefit from this as well. Comment below if you have any questions. And we have a Facebook group, the eFormula Facebook group, where we post a lot of consistent stuff about entrepreneurship, about the guests that we have here. So you get to learn more about everything that they're doing. And if you want to follow Pena, Pena on Instagram, a very short. Yeah, P-E-N-A. P-E-N-A. It's like very short, you know, name, four, four, four letter, four letter name. That's my last name, Pena. Wow, it's hard to get. I can imagine. Yeah. Imagine you had to fight all the Pena, yeah. even Don Pena. From, <laughs> from. Well, that, they tell me that. They, they say that, like, are you like are you family with Dan Pena? I'm like, yeah. no, not at all. Oh, like, Don Pena, he's the G. He's yeah. the G. But the thing is, like, my name is, my actual name is Josue. Josue, yeah. Like, when you read it, people say Josu. Josu, so it's like. like Joshua and you like just yeah it's Joshua in Spanish but people say Josu like Joshua. they say all sorts of stuff so I'm like all right whatever like just Pena, Pena. keep it like, short <laughs> yeah 
Thank you for watching one more time and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.